After I came out of the apprentice school, I went to work for a couple people. I mentioned my dad earlier. Character, integrity, and doing the right thing were something that I was taught really early. And a couple yeah. of the companies I worked with did not necessarily have the ethics that I was raised with and cutting corners. And I'm just not about that. I want to do the right job. And the only way I'm going to be able to control that is if I own it. And that's why I opened my own company. Welcome, friends. You're listening to The Hook with Sarah Larson a podcast that is curious about disruption and how it affects our personal lives, our careers, and the people around us. I'm your host, Sarah Larson, a business coach and serial entrepreneur, but also someone with a thirst for deep conversations. My original goal was to release two podcasts per week because I couldn't imagine limiting myself to just 52 conversations per year. The reality is that I'm trying to balance the demands of two businesses and a podcast. It's challenging, to say the least. I love putting out two podcasts per week, but I've decided to step back to one podcast per week with an extra episode or two each month going forward to give myself some breathing room. As I've said before, I'm great at coaching others, but it's difficult to see what I need to do to live the life I want to live. Each of my guests has also overcome the obstacles they have faced in their lives. Whether you are curious about starting a business, just beginning your journey as a business owner, or are a veteran entrepreneur, This is an opportunity to learn from their experiences. I hope you'll find as much inspiration from my guests as I have. Grab your favorite beverage and let's begin. Welcome to The Hook with Sarah Larson. I am excited to introduce my guest today, Chuck Worley with Worley's Home Services. Chuck, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do? Sure. Well, I'm flattered that, that we're doing this. Yeah, so I own Worley's Home Services. We do heating and air conditioning, electrical, plumbing, crawl space encapsulations, insulate attics, spray foam. There's pretty much everything, kind everything. of every home service, which is why we Pets. named it Worley's Home Service, because we kind of do everything. I was raised by a Navy chief in Norfolk, and... Um, he kind of could do anything. I mean, all the neighbors and, you know, he gets home from being a E8, a senior chief in the Navy, and he's out building an addition on the back of a house. Like, he could just, you know, my dad's one of my do heroes. He could just kind of do anything, you know, build it from roofing to siding to, he just kind of does everything. So when I got into the home service business, people would say, hey, um, can you do this? Can you try to do a great job? And had a great experience. They're like, can you do gas piping? Can you do electrical? Can you do this switch for me? So once they have a great experience, they want to keep calling you back for stuff. So we just went out and got our other master's cards and stuff to to be able to do those other trades. And that's kind of how we morphed from heating and air to to kind of everything now. Yeah. So. Well, and if you're here on the Virginia Peninsula, for sure you have seen the green and orange Whirly's yes. trucks driving around. There yes. are a lot of them, and yeah. you are keeping very busy. We are busy, man. We've been extremely blessed. It's been a, been a great, sometimes hard ride over the last couple of years. I grew up in Norfolk okay. and um, went to St. Pius on Little Creek Road, and then went on to Norfolk Catholic, uh, had a short stint at Norfolk State. Uh, college was not not a peni- not uh, penitentiary. No, no, yeah, it's <laughs> Norfolk State University. Right. Great, great school. I just wasn't ready for college, and yeah. I ended up wrestling there for a couple of years, and then cool. got recruited. My I was a state champ in high school in wrestling and track, so the apprentice school has a 
Division three college inside of the apprentice school. Um, but they teach you trades, you know, whatever that trade is. I was blessed to get the heating and air conditioning trade. I was the, I believe, the ninth or tenth uh, graduate from that program. It's probably the youngest apprenticeship. Of course, welding is the oldest, ship fitting. But heating and air was a new trade that they started out oh, uh, probably cool. in the 80s. That was a tough, tough uh, trade. Again, I was not a school guy, yeah. but I did make it through the apprentice school. Barely. <laughs> <laughs> I probably got the lowest GPA to ever graduate, but I did graduate. Yeah. It was a great program. What I'm trying to teach kids now, and of course, anybody under 30 is a kid to me. The older we get, the older yeah, that number goes up. Yeah, they're all kids. I know. So, so I've been trying to teach these kids that, look, man, you could have a great trade. I mean, my top professional plumbers and HVAC guys and electric, I mean, they're making 80 to 100 grand a year. You can make good money in this trade yeah. if you're not afraid to grind. You got to work, you know? Right. And, so when I went through the apprentice school, I did not realize the value of it until I was through it and then opened up my own company and and realized, oh man, I, I can do okay. I can support a family with this you know, right. trade. I don't have to be a doctor or a lawyer or whatever. I can I can make decent money and, and take care of my family. And so yeah, going through the apprentice school changed my life forever. I mean, it just taught me a trade. I was um, very blessed to have good people that when I did go into business for myself, I had people help me, and that's why I'm so helpful to newer companies, younger companies. Mm -hmm. I'm, it's like, look, don't be a plumber and do CPA. Like, you need to hire a CPA. Like, you need to hire a bookkeeper. You did, you are a plumber, not a bookkeeper. So, like, trying to help these younger guys, I feel like if we help the our competitors or smaller guys trying to get bigger, because everybody calls me. They see us growing like crazy, yeah. so they're always asking questions, and I love helping people. So, I feel like if we raise the standard of our industry, it's going to only make our industry better. So did you start your your first business right so, out of college so after or I right came out, out of the trade yeah, school? Yeah, after I came out of the apprentice school, I went to work for a couple people. I mentioned my dad earlier. Character, integrity, and doing the right thing were something that I was taught really early. And a couple yeah. of the companies I worked with did not necessarily have the ethics that I was raised with and cutting corners. And I'm just not about that. I want to do yeah. the right job. And the only way I'm going to be able to control that is if I own it. And that's why I opened my own company. So in 2001, I, I opened up my own company. It was just me and a truck and I had no customers. Like I was like, I don't now know. What? Now what? Yeah. Like yeah. That, so I started banging on doors. I do a job. I do a service call. I bang on the door next door. Here's my card. Call me if you need me. Yeah. I do a good job. I would tell the customer, hey, <laughs> I have nothing to do tomorrow. I would love to help your neighbors. And um, really grew uh, pretty steadily over the over the 13 years I was in business. We went from me and a truck to about 2.1 million. I had 15, 20 guys working for me. Um, really blessed to have the business that I did. I had done a few small acquisitions. A couple mm -hmm. guys wanted to retire and uh, kind of took over their customer base and gave them an exit strategy. And I'm really good at working out exit strategies for employee for employers mm -hmm. um, that just are really ready to kind of move on with the rest of their life. And now that I'm 54, all the people that I learned from are in their 60s and 70s. So now they're kind of looking back saying, Oh yeah, I trust this guy. I can, you know, do it. I'll go over the the negative part of the story first. Yeah, well, yeah. I know the, you had yeah, a little so disruption little in there disruption. somewhere. So tell so me about that. I was married for twenty some years. I got two fantastic kids. Me and my ex are friends. We co-parent. We have um, a good relationship now. Uh, we are great parents, not great wife and husbands. Yeah. She led me to Christ. I mean, so 
gave me two great kids and led me to Christ, so I can't really hate her because it's, you know, two, three things I've never given up. Went through a divorce in 2000. It was a long, drawn out, gotcha. negative uh, four years. We finally divorced. A lot of debt and a lot of stuff, so I ended up selling off my company for a dollar uh, with the agreement that he would pay off my debt. So I got a dollar. Um, me and Lisa split, and then <laughs> he would pay off the debt and didn't. Oh. So what happens to the debt? Everything's got my everything's, name on it. Everything's so, tied to you. Yeah, and that was in 2013. So I worked there for a year. I was a million-dollar salesman again. I was I was trying to get back on track, and then started getting phone calls and, and judgments and all this stuff. And I had an 803 Beacon score when this started. Yeah. So when it got to 400, I figured out something was going very badly. So. Yeah. All this debt that some I knew, some I didn't know, that was just attacking me. And so I was forced into a uh, Chapter 7, which basically, it's not a reorganization. No, it was bad everything. enough that they're like, okay, you're an idiot. You got to wipe it all out. So mm -hmm. Chapter 7 in 2015, mm -hmm. when I was going through a divorce, I was sitting in bankruptcy court. Again, I told you, character, integrity, always doing the right thing. Yeah. I'm sobbing in this courtroom, going through this bankruptcy and divorce. Yeah. and. It was just a negative 2015. So I'm sitting in, in court and they're doing the bankruptcy thing and I'm sobbing. Like I am just, because this such is a low not point. who I am. I pay my bills. I had an 803 Beacon card. I got this like waterfall feeling, like water just kind of washed over me and got this total peace. And Chuck, we are going to pay these people back. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I can't even pee in a cup. Like, I don't even have a cup. God just gave me this piece. It just kind of washed over me. I said, it's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. We're going to pay all, everybody back. And he gave me that piece because that is who I am. Like I'm, So it took almost seven years, but last uh, uh, December, like a month or so ago, I um, wrote a check, pretty sizable mm -hmm. check, for the 70th, bankrupted on 70 people. And... I paid back that 70th person, and it was a significant number. Dave Ramsey is awesome. He's taught me how to pay the small guys off first. So I definitely recommend anybody who hasn't heard of DaveRamsey.com, go there because it changed my life. Personally, I'm debt-free. The only debt I have at 54 years old is my house, and it's, you know what it feels like? I mean, I'm talking over half a million dollars of debt. Like this is not yeah. like, oh yeah, I paid off 50 grand. No, no, it was significant. It was life-changing stuff, but I just felt like God was telling me that we need to pay. And where that money, some of it came from was we tithe 10% of mm -hmm. our business net profits. And I believe that we have been blessed, so blessed, um, because of what we did in business. So of course, tithing personally, everybody doesn't have to believe this. It's important not believe it, right? So right. Do you like to show people that? Look, tithe on personally, but tithe on your business. It is. God only says He only asked you to test Him in one thing, and tithing was the one test that He said, "Test me on this. It will work." And I'm telling you, it will change your life. It will change your business. It yeah. is just um, amazing what we have done in business, going from. I mean, in 2016, it was me, Chase, a guy in a truck. We had one van that wasn't even mine. It was a lease to somebody else, and I was paying the lease payment. Like, we didn't have yeah. anything. And six years later, we have 75 employees. We did $10.3 million last year. It is impossible 
listen to me, it is impossible to do what we did. So there is only one reason that we did it, and that is because God blessed us. He is just amazing. The people that we have, the amount of people that we have that trust us, it is so important to us. Are we perfect? Absolutely not. <laughs> is our company perfect? Absolutely not. We have 75 people. Yeah. When you have that many people, you know, I had a friend of mine tell me, he said, you know, you know how to screw up a perfectly good church? He said, add people to it. <laughs> how do you screw up a perfectly good business? Add, add people, people to it, you know? So, but it is important to us. Our, our people, um, I'm going to ask you a trivia question. Okay. You're in business, <laughs> okay. right? Okay. So is it harder now to find a good employee or a good customer? Now, oh my gosh. Today. today. I'm fortunate that I don't have that employees. That is true. These that is days. true. So, but, but I did. Five years ago, right, I had a business. And, right. and honestly, it is hard to find good employees. But if they can trust you as a business owner, I think it's easier to find someone. And especially if you're treating your employees well, this right. is what this is what uh, my husband and I found, is that because we treated our employees well, we they recommended their friends. Oh, yeah, you don't bring absolutely. your friends into yeah, a business that our, you wouldn't want to our, work for. Yeah, most of our employees are referral from an employee yeah. who works for us. I mean, that is a true statement. I feel like the hardest thing to do now is to find a good employee versus finding a customer. Okay. Ten years ago, let me ask oh, that same question. I know a lot of people are struggling with yeah, hiring right yeah, now, for 100%. sure. So. so ten years ago, the answer is different. Yeah. And I could find employees left and right. I couldn't, couldn't find a find customer. Good. Now, I think it's harder. So focusing on the employees, and again, not perfect by any means, I mean, especially when you have that many employees. One of the reasons that I wanted to grow the business is because it takes more pressure off of each person. Mm -hmm. So if you have three guys on call and one guy calls out, you're 33% down. Yeah. If I have 10 guys and one guy calls out, it's only 20% down. So yeah. one guy, each of the four guys takes an extra call and we're covered. Right. Right. So the bigger we get being on call, I mean, now we just did this. Um, we're not working on Sundays anymore. We don't go on call. So when somebody's interviewing with us and they go home and tell the wife, well, man, this guy offered me this, this guy offered me this, but this guy said, I don't ever have to work Sunday. Where's he going to work? Yeah. Like, like it's a big deal taking care of the employees and right. giving them time with their family. One of the magics of our business is my best friend, um, my son, Chase. So yeah. he's always been the yin to my yang. He's the exact opposite of us, which is sometimes fun. He's a, he's a quiet guy. Is quiet. I'm definitely on the the you know outskirts of uh, extrovert, and he's right. an introvert, and they 100% opposite. But our relationship, our magic, is building a business together, and me going to get the business. I mean, all the way back to when I started the company, he kind of encouraged me with a push that. You know, Dad, why don't you just open your own company again? I was just a miserable person. I was just upset. And so in 2015, he's like, why don't you just buy a company, open another company? And so we looked at a couple of companies, and um, I bought this little small crawlspace company in 2016. And he kind of pushed me into it because I'm like, payroll, payroll taxes, employees. I'm like, I'm no good at any of that. Yeah. He's like, don't worry about it. I'll take care of that. So he's like, man, I'll quit school. I'm like, I still fear my ex-wife. So that can't happen. Like, you can't quit school. Like, so, and I wasn't real serious about it. How old was he it. at that he's point? 22. He, he was 22 he was at that 22 time. 22 okay. at that time. So he's 
sees his dad's miserable. We're best yeah. friends. He's like, man, you just need to go back into business for yourself. That was when you were happiest. So I buy this company and he says, look, I'll do all the payroll and the employees and all that stuff. He's like, I'll take care of that. You just go get me business. And so I went out and I, you know, banged on doors, yeah. networking events and, and um, you know, ran every single sales call. I mean, I mean, I'm working 150 hours a week. He's working 100 hours a week. Of course, he's going to school full-time, carrying right. 18 to 21 credits per wow. semester. All right, Full-time is 12 for all the views that don't know that. Wow. He's taking 18 to 21 credits per semester, graduates. He goes to Division One in lacrosse, hates New Jersey, Newark, New Jersey, grew up on a farm and tab. So <laughs> big culture shock and just didn't right. like it up there. So he came home to CNU and loved CNU, graduated from CNU, played lacrosse there. Uh, he's the vice president of Pike Fraternity. We're really active in the CNU community now. Yeah. And, and he, he just loved working with together with me, but wanted to finish school quick as he could. So that's why he doubled up on all the things. So right. in 2018, he graduated. And one of the biggest um, things that make me so proud of him is his grind. Like I always give my ex-wife credit, her brains, my grind and he doesn't have to work here he can make a lot more money somewhere else you know yeah. and just go to work for somebody else but he sees a vision and it's really really been a magical five six years and my yin to my yang you know everything yeah. i hate he loves everything he hates like talking to people and going to networking events yeah. and branding which you know yeah. if anybody's I know, never you're seen always my wearing man, your colors i'm always got the orange and green on and uh it's funny i was at a networking event last night and the lady's like if they don't know who you are, I'm not giving you a name tag. I'm like, all right, well, that's, okay. uh, maybe I'm doing well, a good I'm job at this branding. You've got the orange shirt, orange uh, handkerchief, orange wrist watch yes. band yes. Yes. with your green blazer. It's, you look really sharp today. Thank you. Now, I've also seen you in the green shirt with the, with orange, the orange jacket yeah, very loud and orange the orange and green chucks. So you got to have those, the Chuck, the Chuck Taylors, Taylors, right? You well, your name's Chuck. Chuck. Taylor, of course, you got to have right. the Chuck Taylors. You got to have the Chuck Taylors. So I'll do an orange and a green, and then the laces are opposite. Yeah. We have a well, fun, have fun time with, with it. it. And everything is about what? Top of mind awareness. Right. You know, I got this crazy guy with a bright orange jacket, and you get home. You're and not going to forget out. him. And your heat's out. You yeah. Know, I always joke that. You may not like me, but you will not forget me, right? <laughs> so it's important that we stay in front of people. And yeah. I feel like I do a really good job staying in front of people. And yeah, and I want to talk to you about that because you told me a couple of years ago that you were working with um, like a marketing coach or something like that. Is that I know you, you do a lot of education for yourself. You're always learning um, a lot of support from other business owners. Tell me about your experience and sort of would, what you've done. I, would, I haven't had a marketing coach. I've just been um, really just dumb luck more than anything else. Mm -hmm. I'm not afraid to grind. A couple of years ago, I'm crawling underneath a house and I get really frustrated because I see like this PVC pipe, you know, plumbing pipe notched out. And I don't mean notched out. I mean like 14 inch beam 
12 inches of it is cut out. So like you can't walk across that, right? It's right. plumber just cut it out and I, I'm crawling out of crawl space and of course I'm a chubby guy trying to get out of crawl. I'm frustrated at that too. And I'm just like, that just really gets stuck in my crawl when some contractor charges a customer to do a crappy job, it just pisses me off. Mm-hmm. Like, so I remember grandma used to just, man, if something got stuck in her crawl, yeah. she would whoop your butt. So I'm coming out and I said this silly post of just what's stuck in Chuck's crawl. And it just went nuts. Yeah, it just went and you still do that. I have people walking up to me like weekly saying, what's stuck in Chuck's crawl? I had a big, humongous competitor. I just talked to him this weekend, and humongous crawlspace competitor. And, and he <laughs> walks up to me, and his wife, he introduces me to his wife, and I'm shaking hands with his wife, and I'm like, hey, well, I'm Chuck Worley. And she goes, oh, I know what's stuck in your crawl. And I'm like... <laughs> Man, the com- <laughs> biggest competitor's white news who I am. Right. So I must be doing something right on social media, yeah. right? Yeah. So, but it's been fun and it's educational too, which is you know trying to trying to teach people that you can make money doing the right job, having the right people in place. It's it's real important to me to doing a good job. And again, that's just you know the way I was raised. Let's character integrity do the right thing. Yeah. And again, we're not perfect by any means, but we want to be right. Uh, one of my favorite coaches is Saban. Alabama, you love them or you hate them, right? But I absolutely love winners, right? So Saban is a uh, coach for Alabama. And he, he's doing this interview, and he says, we are peerless. Like, we don't have competition. We are competing against perfection. Because every single play is designed to do what? Every offensive play score. is to score a touchdown. Yeah. So if everybody does their job, I score a touchdown every time I touch the ball. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, he's right. I'm sitting here watching football. I should be more mad now because not every play is a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. Everybody didn't do their job. If everybody did their job, every play would be a touchdown. And I was like, man, because you think about broken coverage, they got a touchdown. You're like, and I'm like, that just makes sense. So he's competing against perfection. So how do we get our company there? You know, if everything goes perfectly, which with 75 people is impossible sometimes, but mm-hmm. it's, I'd rather have 11, <laughs> yeah. but he's got that many on the sideline, right? He's got right. to pick the right people to be in the right place. But that yeah. was real impactful to me. I heard that probably four or five years ago. You're not competing against the other companies that yeah, are out there. That's right. You're I'm just not, competing. I'm competing against perfection. Yeah. Like what is the right job? If everything was right, every job would go perfectly. And I would pray for that day. <laughs> yeah. We need those challenges. Yeah, right? <laughs> absolutely. I mean, it was easy. Everybody could do yeah. it, right? So the biggest the biggest impact um, stuff that, that I really want to do is impact our industry. Mm-hmm. Let's have a great kind of rise to the tide. You know, was it every boat rises every, when the tide uh, rises. Yeah. So um, I do want to encourage people, if you're in business for yourself, start tithing on your business. And I'm telling you, it will change your life. It will change your business. And I really believe that is a big part of why we've grown. The when way we you, have. When you say tithe your business, are you giving your tithe for the business to the church, or are you Anywhere. talking about just Anywhere. wherever? No, because I know you are a big proponent of yes, charities, donating do, to all those things. Yeah, I mean, we've done everything okay. from Young Life, and there's a Five Loaves Food Pantry in Newport News. We yeah. have given to weekly for seven years, you know, six years. So it's it's important to... Just giving back. Yeah, just giving period. back. And I... Focus on 757. I cannot tell you how many people, because of our trucks and our vans, mm-hmm. and definitely go to callwhirlies.com. It is a great van. Yes. It's always promoted. Um, but the 
people are like, man, is that a franchise or whatever? No, it's just uh, my last name is Whirlies. We've done a really good job impacting our area in the 757, getting people to know who we are, giving back to our to our community, yeah. giving back to our employees, giving back to our people. Um, it is really important. And I just feel like people need to hear that. Mm -hmm. So especially when t times get tight and times get tough, there is nothing tighter than going bankrupt. I had a post a couple years ago that I was walking through my shop and I saw this big pile of copper and I burst into tears in the middle of my warehouse where like 20 guys running around and I'm like, I got to run into my office. I'm like, I don't know what happened. In 2015, which is just a few years ago, I was scrapping metal to eat. Like I was going to the shop, I was cutting up copper and getting like 10, 20, $50, $100 going and buying some food so I can make it another five days and till some more money came in. Talk about starting a business from yeah, scratch. Yeah, so no cash. And I thank all the companies that I've purchased. A lot of them were handshake agreements. Now we had stuff in writing, mm -hmm. but they trusted me that I was going to, I mean, I had a 17 page contract and that was not honored, right? So yeah. it doesn't matter yeah, it, exactly. if, if you don't trust the man behind the pen, the ink is worthless. Wow. And my dad told me that years yeah. ago. I don't know if you know the entire story about my husband and I with our previous business. But I, I knew you had a previous we, business. Um, yeah. He had a business partner that just uh, did some not so good things yeah. and it affected our business. Dave Ramsey said the only ship you want to jump off of is a partnership. <laughs> oh, I believe a partnership can be good. You know, Adam and I work together very well, but I was the support for the business. Right. You know, they owned it together and we ended up having to get out and signed an agreement that said, okay, we're going to pay X, Y, and Z. We had really the last year just trying to keep the business afloat gone into our own hole of debt. We owe money to the IRS and, and in the agreement, all of those company cards that were in my husband's name were supposed to be transferred to the business. They were supposed to take care of all of that plus the IRS debt. And we never saw a dime of that. Mm -hmm. And so I completely understand what it's like to have that stress of the finance mm -hmm. hanging over you. It, we've stinks. had all of that stuff has come back to us and we're still in the thick of it. Right. And it's five years. Yeah. So yeah, it's um, February um, in a couple of days will be the eighth year. Yeah. Um, and I was... I was very happy to pay all those people back. I'm sure. Again, a and joke that it, you're paying people back. Right, who've it's, already written it off. They've yeah. already written off so that like, debt. Yeah, so people are like, yeah, okay. I'm like, yeah, right. so, but they took it. You're covering somebody else's debt to them yeah, now. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's, I joked that I was paying off. So it helped my beacon score zero, but it made me feel better. So, and oh, I believe and sometimes you just need to do the thing that makes you feel good. Yeah, I think it's part of our story. I didn't know that at the time when I'm in tears right. in bankruptcy court, but yeah. Um, but I do know it was part of our story and part of what we were supposed to do. Crazy ride, but uh, well, and, ups I, and downs I love last... seeing the the growth and you know that you're thriving and you're buying up other businesses mm -hmm. to help out. Yeah, we're doing exit strategies for for guys that are ready to just move on. And, yeah. And how this came out is um, a couple years ago, a friend of mine died. They had a eulogy, and of course, no one was going up to talk, and so they're like, "Does anybody have anything to say?" And I'm telling you. When I started talking about him and the impact that he had on me and from teaching me Excel spreadsheets to business to, I mean, I opened up my own company and he still came over and helped me because yeah. I left his company. And, and 
I was like, man, I couldn't have done it without Jeff. And he really, really loved me and really wanted to help me. And I'm like, I want to do that. Like, I, I need yeah. to have the impact that he had right. on me. I mean, I'm telling you, I was in full sob oh. when I realized the impact that he had on my life. And I'm like, man, we, we all need to do that. We need right. to help help other people. Well, you think about the, there's a ripple effect there, right? So he helping, helping you has made this big ripple effect of what you're doing. And then you can do the same for somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I mean, What's in the future for Chuck Worley and Worley's Home Services? Trying Keep to, growing? Yeah, you going to be nationwide? Just, no, nationwide. <laughs> Hampton Roads, Virginia, we're okay. going to own our market. And I feel like we're doing a great job owning the 757. I mean, mm -hmm. if you're driving on the interstate or driving anywhere, if you don't see one of my vans, I'm gonna need you to pull over because you obviously can't see. They are everywhere. <laughs> they are and everywhere. I, I daily, it's I'm true. getting text messages, yeah. PMs. I saw your truck. I saw your truck or a picture of my truck. And and it's it's very flattering and I appreciate people you know encouraging us. And it's been a, been a fun ride for sure. <laughs> we definitely want to own the 757 area code. and. Pretty much Virginia Beach. We don't go into Carolina, so mm -hmm. pretty much the Virginia line, okay. all the way to New Kent. Okay. So we're we've just expanded kind of up in Williamsburg more, and right, and uh, doing a lot up there actually. So Good. the problem okay. is with expanding that much, or I have a friend who's franchises, and I feel like this is me, and I, that we can't control the quality of the the personnel. We can't control the quality of the people and the the products, and mm -hmm. you know. Kind of on that note, we have two guys that are both guys that can build a million dollars off their trucks. They're amazing, yeah. great technicians, great installers, great HVAC guys, but they bleed green and orange, and they want the quality. We pulled them out of trucks, which cost me $2 million in revenue, right, mm -hmm. to make sure that our guys are, we call them from happy checks to, to quality assurance checks to making sure that we're going to do the right job. Up until a couple of years ago... I did all the sales and I did all of the happy checks on every single job. I was on every single job. I was still doing every quality check. And then it came to a point where I'm like, okay, I need a life too. So yeah. we started expanding now that we're at 10 million. We have full-time guys just making sure that our quality is where it's supposed to be at because that is why we get referrals. Yeah. We take care of it. Again, not perfect, but we do want to do the right job. Again, right. So fight to get to perfect. Right. That's us. Awesome. Well, thanks, Chuck. I appreciate well, your time the, today. Yeah, thanks for fun. sharing your story. I think it's really inspiring. Well, thank you. So. I appreciate that. Chuck is definitely unforgettable upon first meeting. With the green and orange branding of Whirly's Home Services and his boisterous and outgoing personality, but when you really get to talk with him, you realize he's a gentle soul who literally puts his money where his mouth is. Going from financial ruin to running a $10 million a year business that is still growing in just seven or eight years is a testament of the faith others have put in him. His decision to pay back everything he owed when he filed for bankruptcy and to give 10% of his net profits to nonprofit organizations provided the identity shift, the purpose necessary to rebuild himself from the lowest point in his life. The admission that no business can perform perfectly is a message that entrepreneurs need to hear. We strive for perfection, trying to do all the right things, but at the end of the day, we are all human and we all make mistakes. 
My goal as a business coach is to eliminate the stress of overwhelm for entrepreneurs that come from trying to be perfect. My goal as a business coach is to eliminate the stress of overwhelm for entrepreneurs that comes from trying to be perfect. There is no magic blueprint that works for every business because each of us is designed differently. Trying to do everything you've been told you must do to succeed is exhausting, and being a business owner can be very lonely without the support of someone who understands what you're going through. If you'd like to have someone to listen to your challenges and provide strategies specific to you and your vision, I'd love to talk to you. You can schedule a no-strings-attached chat with me in the link in the show notes to see if I'm the right advisor for you. If you haven't already subscribed to my newsletter, now is the time! I send an email once or twice a week that contains my own stories, business advice, and recommendations, and my subscribers are the first to know when I have something new to share. And if you haven't heard me say it yet, I'll be announcing something new very soon. You can also find me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at I am Sarah Larson. That's Sarah with an H and Larson with an E. All social media and website links for me and Chuck are in the show notes. If you liked this episode, the best way to let me know is by sharing it with people you know. Take a screenshot and share it on social media. Tag me and I'll share back. If you feel inclined to leave a five-star review, I would be very grateful. My desire is that as many people as possible will be inspired by the stories shared here. Thank you, friends. See you next time.